Okay, welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun and Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. I'm in Tokyo, which will be mentioned later because we had some Olympic talk and I'll have some opinions on that. Uh, I'm joined by couple buds here my brother joe out in buffalo how you doing joe good morning to you uh i'm good how are you i'm good and mike tucci kicking a guest out of the guest room so he could record this episode in rochester uh hello good morning the guest is gone i am here who's the guest um, it was my wife's friend from uh, from college in from Minneapolis. Was in, nice. Was in was in Buffalo for work. Nice. Trained in, um, and hanging out with us for the weekend. Very good. Um, I wanted to start the episode by just upfront saying that I want to just bring a little positivity to things and just reassure anybody listening here that we like having fun uh is a show that was created out of pure love and admiration of the people involved in the show and uh it's becoming i'm finding it a little more difficult these days especially with comments that are things that are being talked about on the show about not liking reviews and why would you ever, you know, write a bad review or why would you ever critique these things? Well, like, what, you know, what's the point? And so I don't want to change really what we do too much, but I, I do want to just uh, maybe try to steer things to the positive side for the most part. Um, and if we, you know, didn't like something personally for whatever reason, we don't have to like get into that i think it's just better to kind of highlight the things we like if you you know if you weren't such a huge gung-ho fan over things we don't have to <clears throat> break it down it's just personal taste here and there but i think i speak for us all when i say that we uh <clears throat> we love the content we love and uh think everybody is very funny and very talented <clears throat> some of the most uh talented entertainers uh on earth in my opinion so um, I just wanted to say that before we begin, um, this episode had another in-studio guest, um, Lizzie Cooperman. I did not know who she was, but I thought she brought an interesting energy, kind of a, you know, a little kind of a, uh, See, I'm already going to say something negative. I was going to say like kind of a step down from our, you know, last few kind of a little more uh, famous, well-known uh, guests that have uh, been sitting in the chair. But I thought she was fun. She had her keyboard and, you know, we found out late in the episode that <clears throat> she was not hearing. <laughs> she didn't have her headphones in and didn't hear most of the episode, the drops or the guests or anything. Um which was, I think, the funniest bit I got out of her was, was that aspect of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she was the guest. Um, 
was not mad at her energy. I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it fit in nicely. Um, and uh, one thing I noted here, I mean, there's a couple little things. Um, you know, Vic was wearing a Kodak hat, and there was a Kodak visor, and he's uh, you know sponsored by Kodak, and you know they talked about some stuff there. Um, I, I noted no one really likes Metallica. Um, I wrote that. I wrote we haven't really discussed the the show being a Patreon only live show these days, <clears throat> and I, I'm wondering if you guys had any feelings about that. If it's just purely an incentive to join Patreon, if that's the thought, or is it sort of to you know I, I don't know. I want to say like so they can maybe edit something or they can kind of. I don't know, just, you know, when you're not live, you can later on maybe touch things up or if something was a mistake or if something weird happened in the chat or something, it's not just public right away. What do you guys think about that? Um, I, I had this note too. Uh, I, I, it just dawned on me that um, all these shows in July have been uh, behind the paywall, uh, at least for 24 hours, right? And I think that's the incentives you get it a day early. Um, at first, I was wondering, you know, what what the benefit would be um, for them to do it. But um, as a as a listener, it's standard like operating procedure, I think, with a lot of Patreons. Um, and it makes sense. I think you pay for early access. I think that's one of the, the more basic thing, uh, you know, basic rewards that you would get. Um, and I think it's fine. Uh, there has been a lot of chatter in the YouTube comments about it for people who are, you know, are not getting to watch it live anymore without paying money. And I, I, I hear them. Um, but the more that I think about it, the more that it makes sense to me. Um, obviously, it's not affecting me because I can afford to pay, you know, and to, to get it early. But um yeah, I think it's fine. I, I would like to maybe hear Matt talk about it a little bit, but um, but no, I mean, um, the, the the announcement of it was was buried in one of the show posts. I, I maybe something like that could have warranted like its own, you know, uh, Patreon message. Maybe it should have been something that was highlighted a bit more. Uh, maybe it was like that on purpose. But um, but yeah, I think it's fine. I think it makes sense. I think it's not too different from what a lot of people are doing. Any thoughts, Joe? Yeah, you uh, you guys covered it. Sounds about right. I have nothing more to say, really. Yeah, I think that the fact that you said, yeah, they, they kind of buried it. I remember on one of the episodes, it kind of slipped. Tim was like, next week, I think we're going to be live only for the patrons. But we don't know yet. We're, we're, you know, like, you know, it was kind of like hush hushed a little bit. And then they did. They never made an official announcement. And they like during the show, don't say you know, if you want this first access and you want to join live, you got to join. They haven't been like using that as an incentive. It's like they're not saying that. It just is kind of true now, which made me think maybe there was a little just decision to just say, you know what, there's kind of double duty here. It's an incentive and potentially if there's ever any kind of weirdness or something, they, can, they do have the 24 hours to edit or fix or, or whatever. So... Uh, we'll never know. Um, next thing I noted was uh, they announced Office Hours East, 
and they made a pretty funny and kind of went on a bit about they did this wicked witch comparison wicked witch of the west and of the east and uh made me laugh i thought it was pretty funny and they kept talking about how uh you know just you know the the toes crinkling up under the house and uh, you know beautiful glenda getting you know maybe that should be the west and um but yeah that was pretty funny um office hours east i was excited to hear they were doing it again and then they also said game night on saturday with actual greg turkington not him in character um which tim on his post uh yesterday said that he doesn't really they don't really do that like that's a thing that's very very rare the two of them are just themselves um and we can get into that a little later but that that made it a little more uh interesting for me to kind of check out i have not watched the whole thing it's very long so much content between all these guys this week um a three banger three days in a row and a pound cast it's like eight hours of you know office hours material to go through um but i've done my best um let's see here we talked a lot about glasses which made me laugh uh tim needing glasses and uh you know worried that he's gonna get his ass beat now that he's wearing glasses and you know how does how does vic not get his ass whooped you know uh wearing those glasses which uh you know tucci how do you not get your ass whooped for uh, I, I love i loved it uh, yeah i had that yeah as a memorable moment um mm-hmm. but just uh yeah that's a good uh good call back to um uh being in school it's so funny that you someone would get their ass whooped over glasses but, it, but i'm sure it's happened and uh yeah i don't i, I don't wear mine in public <laughs> you wear contacts yeah smart uh real quick I, my audio levels are not showing up i don't know if um they're showing up on my end. They look good. Oh, okay, great. I don't think you have to. You're really getting in there. I love it, man. This is. I don't uh, know if that's necessary. I'm gonna be bringing that level down. You nah, back up, baby. Back up a couple. I want to be inches. No, this is good. I like it. What did we think about this guy, the Zoomer, implying that you can improve your vision if you have an eye chart in your house that you look at every day? <laughs> and they were like, "Well, you would just." kind of memorize it after a little while and then you know you, <laughs> uh but i don't know i mean if it wasn't words if it was just like letters and then also you kind of needs i don't know i guess you would just go up closer to it to see if you were right or wrong but yeah i guess you probably would memorize it but so i don't know if that <laughs> really works but you know maybe you could work out your eye muscles did we confirm that he's an optometrist that, that, i don't think he ever said it right he didn't say it, but, you know, he talked about it. And, it, you know, it was, I mean, of all, Tim's talking about wearing glasses and that guy comes up. Nice little coincidence there. Um, Joe, you wear reading glasses or anything these days? Uh, not really. I, I don't need them quite yet, which is really surprising. But um, I don't need them yet, so I don't use them. Uh, someday, probably, um, I'll need them. Uh, but uh, no, don't need them. 
<laughs> did you get a did you get a chuckle out of this uh, glasses talk? Um, uh, no, not really. But uh, I guess the guy with the eye chart that thinks that by having that to train your eyes is interesting. I don't know if that's true or not, but mm-hmm. I I would think that you would definitely be able to memorize it if you can read it at all. If you can't read it at all, then you won't memorize it. But uh, you just move be... up closer to it. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's cheating. So. Uh, I suppose if you're truly trying to do it to see, you know, these and and train to see the the words, I don't know. I I think it's not possible. If you have bad vision, it's just bad vision and you won't see them. So I want to start asking people if they want an ass whooping. That's what I'm going to probably do. If you see them wearing glasses. Just in general, I think it's a good thing to say. Good way. Get your ass whooped. Yeah. Um, I have glasses weirdly like a few years ago i went in for like an eye checkup and by the end they were like yeah you know your far vision is not great do you want to try some lenses to see how it would be and i was like yeah you know you know let's see how much better it would be i i got some glasses and their world was so much more real than I wanted it to be. Like I, I like I just never wear them because when I put them on, it's like the world is in H like high def 4K, and I've been watching like you know standard definition life for so long that it kind of fucks me up. And it's like you know it's strange, but I, I imagine someday I'll maybe get more comfortable with it. Um, but I you know that's my experience with glasses. So I have some that I never wear and I, I should wear them when I go to concerts or go to watch a movie or something. Cause it's far vision. Like I, I have this thing where I see like double when I'm looking at something far away, you know, and it bothers my eyes and it's a little blurry and this cleans that right up. So I like used to carry them. And like every time I've gone to a concert or done anything, I've forgotten them every single time. So kind of a bummer uh, my eyesight stinks yeah so bad i can tell thanks with those big old what do they call it the big old uh coke bottle, bottles coke bottles that's what i'm looking for city of the day um let's see before city of the day i don't know why i wrote lizzie has a fun keyboard uses a sponge to keep the batteries in and she's a poet, and Bob Dylan went to the same summer camp as Lizzie, and she touched a bat at the camp, and Tim got chased by a snake, and there were some snake drops. And uh, you ever run out of paper towels? So City of the Day was brought to you by Dogs the Bounty Hunter, a paper towel roll-bringing dog, you know, dispatch. Um... And they said right up front, Vic booked this ad. Spoiler, if we're guessing. Uh, so <laughs> I guess that's a Vic. And, um, you know, the the images of this was funny. They, they, they took it nice and slow and, you know, talked about dog drool getting on the paper towels. And uh, I thought Vic had a couple of funny under-the-radar kind of lines in there. A um, couple people guessed the code and um you know it eventually came out that 
this code, which would have basically been impossible, I think, to figure out, is the top 10 states that clog their toilets the most. Um, terrible code is what some people said. <laughs> I think I agree with that. Uh, Vermont clogs the toilet the most. Uh, Doug said probably from all that fish food. Um, which I don't really understand. I know he's <laughs> making fun of Fish, the band from Vermont, but, uh, you know, what do we think of Dogs the Bounty Hunter? I thought it was, yeah, yeah, it was fine. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Um, it was fine, yeah. We're... Yeah, the, the, the art's always a highlight for me, so um, the art's usually at a point where it, it makes me chuckle. That was good. Bounty, the quicker picker upper, right? Uh, That's right. Owned by the Koch brothers, famously. So I don't know why they want to go there exactly, but but uh, they did, and they and I don't know that it was fine. I'll 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 fine it. For fine, for fine. Yeah, everything's for fine. Real quick, I I don't use paper. I'm I'm off paper towels. Reusable rags only. Nice. Um, So, yeah, got a bunch. Heck yeah, got a bunch. Got a couple does. A couple does rags, guys. Get off the PTs. Get off the PT. Get on the Um, rag, baby. Steve Conrad. Tim said you kind of have a, and I was thinking the same thing before he said it. A Jeff Tweedy vibe. I definitely thought he was looking just like Jeff Tweedy. And he's in Chicago, so yeah. Um, they have a new show. Steve Conner has a new show that he worked with Tim on called Ultra City Smiths. I, I want to check it out um, because I was such a huge, agreeable, agreed with Tim that I thought Patriot was a great show. Um, did you guys watch Patriot? Yes. <clears throat> I watched... I wa- nearly watched all of it, but never finished the, the completion of it. But yes, uh, I loved the show. I thought it was very, very funny and very uh, different. And the clip they they feature, you know, I thought that was outstandingly well-written stuff, uh, hilarious stuff. So, yeah, anything that that guy is going to make would be interesting to me to check out. I yeah I watched it all uh over the recently over this past like a uh, winter break um excellent I love that show I think that's very good it's de- definitely one of my favorite shows in the past five ten years probably um yeah big fan yeah it was um I, I think this guy's a smart guy a really interesting filmmaker and I think it's a really interesting discussion to have about people getting the opportunity to work on things that are weird and how he's got this, you know, bunch of interested actors and doing that. And he he came right out and said, they're not getting paid very much and they're doing it just because they want to work on something interesting and strange. And man, is that such a probably nice place to be in your career where you can make shows and kind of live off of that and, and be able to do things creative like that. I'm just so envious of Steve Conrad and it seems like he's a really great guy. Um, I haven't even seen a clip from ultra city Smiths, but stop motion, strange new sounds great. 
Um, I haven't seen the new show, Perpetually Perpetual Grace. It was something. Um, yeah, I think that's it. <clears throat> but yeah, I can't wait to get into it. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that he, he kind of said that he get, got the idea of the Patriot from sitting next to a guy on the plane on a plane that like was working on his computer and just had all these fucking weird words and um also that was interesting he said not living in LA or New York like being just a Chicago guy opens up his the opportunity to kind of run into more uh everyday sort of situations that inspire his writing which I think I agree with, I, you know, I think that there's in his stuff, especially Patriot, obviously there's that kind of, you know, mundane, uh, day to day guy at work relationship kind of stuff that he really goes down that hole. And it's, uh, he did a really nice job. I mean, definitely his brother plays the, the friend of the main character who doesn't start off as a friend who just seems like a clown that he works with and then becomes his best buddy and uh really good and then hearing that that monologue was all bullshit like not one word of that was flim flams flim flams yeah all that shit like <laughs> i don't know that's just I, I just if you could imagine writing something like that it's pretty uh pretty impressive that he was uh, on that tip, and I think it's cool that Tim, you know, ended up hooking up with him. I wonder how that all went down, if it was his admiration of the show or, you know, whatever. But the fact they're working together, that's cool. Um, they did go down a little uh, Beatles gear talk, uh, so there's another nice connection for Tim. And, uh, yeah, I love Steve Conrad. I'm after I started watching Patriot, I was like, I need to know who'd make this show. And I, I, you know, looked him up and I follow him on Twitter. And I was like, I think I sent him a message or something. I, I don't know. He's the type of guy I would love to, you know, work on his, it's just see how he works and just didn't see how that whole situation goes. Cause it's very particular. Um, and he's appears that he's very involved with a lot of the aspects too. Like he's like, uh, you know, I know he's got a crew, but he seems like he's got his, you know, personal touch on on the music and, and every little aspect of it. So, very cool interview. I liked it. Good guest, great energy. Mm, Bezos means kisses, and Hershey's kisses. And why does it got to be Hershey's? Why can't it be him? He's. Um. Not funny to you, Vic. I wrote because I thought that was funny. Tim was looking for a laugh and did not get it. Um, we talked Bezos here. You know, I don't think I need to talk about that unless somebody really wants to. Um, I'm based out. What's that? I'm based out. I don't need to. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the interest in, unless you want to. I mean, I would I would take the conversation of Tim saying, as a species, we need to travel out, you know, to other planets and his like kind of space thoughts. Do you have any like Doug's a hard like no fuck the money going to space? Let's fix up here. Um, do you guys have any opinion on on you know 
putting money into space exploration or do you think it's a big waste? Uh, Tooch? No, I mean, I don't... I, I probably lean more with Doug on this one. Um, not that we should, you know, cut spending or whatever uh, or subsidizing some of the private companies. But um, yeah, I lean with more Doug. I, I don't know. I, this is a... It's kind of a heady conversation, I guess, and maybe we don't want to get, get into it too much, but I would just say, um, yeah, maybe more focused on, on what's going on here first. Um, but, you know, it's all good. The sciences are cool. Totally support that. In light of where we are in the world right now, I, I tend to agree with Doug a little bit on this as well, but I uh, feel like uh, it's all been said, so, you know. Uh, it really doesn't matter. I, I like sci-fi movies, but as far as real life going to space, I feel like it probably is pointless at this point. So I think that it's it's interesting. Like, I don't think it's so hateable. Like, there's much more hateable things that rich guys could be doing with their money. Like, and, you know, they did mention that Bezos gave, you know, a lot of money to charity. Not like I'm defending Bezos. He's a fucking, you know, all these guys are, you know, just, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough spot to be in when you get to the worth of the hundreds of, you know, I think it's hundreds of billions of dollars or something. It's just like money just becomes nothing anymore. I think it is interesting that both of those guys are like, I'm talking about Elon and Jeff here. They're both interested in space exploration. And, um, you know, that's better than being... I don't know, just like a weird miser, just rich business guy. That's you know what I mean, like just a, a weird guy trying to make more and more money. They're like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I made a shit ton of money. What can you do? Oh, what's like the most expensive hobby that could potentially be helpful to the rest of the world? Space exploration. So, okay, yeah, um, you know, sure. I'll say this on, on Elon Musk that his efforts on transportation, I feel like. Um, they could be better spent. I think maybe his money could be spent actually on public transportation, which I think is the uh, solution to a lot of, uh, especially in the United States, uh, the infrastructure here. But um, that seems to be overlooked for more glamorous methods, which I, I think are silly. Um, so I, I, you know, I take more of an issue with what he's doing with his money in terms of spending it on, you know, this private method of transit. Um, Bezos is another. That's a whole nother conversation, but um, with Elon, yeah, like that to me directly impacts what I believe in. Um, so I have, I have a bigger issue with him, I'd say. Very good. Uh, Lizzie's "You're a Rock Star" character. Um, uh, I wrote scary. Um, you know, this, this is this is kind of frightening. Um, you know, I. I I don't think I've really uh, encountered this type of person that she's maybe trying to emulate, which is a positive person with the potential, you know, I don't know disability of some kind. Like, I, I don't know what she's going for with the voice and stuff, or it's just like a, she kind of doing the voice of like a, somebody with braces or something, just like a mouthful of, you know, I don't know. It was uh, kind of went on for a bit. I kind of liked that Tim just kept like 
you know, uh, feeding the thing that I think the boys were maybe all kind of feeling a little funny about it. It wasn't, you know, it was just like, okay, let's see where this goes. If you're gonna you're gonna do this funny voice, let's let's let you do it. Okay, with that silence, I'm gonna move on to the next <laughs> bit, which is uh, Molly Lambert and Jules Boykoff of uh, No Olympics. So, boys, we are talking Olympics. We are talking trash about the Olympics, um, and. I am in Tokyo right now working at the Olympics and not that I'm here to set the record straight or anything, but I will say from my, I'm, I am also quarantined to the hotel or to work. I can't really spend much time elsewhere for a few more days. I'm almost through my quarantine, but, um, from my limited experience with the general public here, it doesn't seem like a major problem for the people. Um, they're doing these polls and this is potentially one of these stories where it's just more interesting to say, cancel the Olympics and to say, you know, it's just, it's just more interesting than saying, oh, the Olympics is great and people enjoy it. Like it's more interesting to say it's a problem and it's, you know, there's not a surge of cases in Olympic village. Uh, I don't know where they're getting that. The, the percentages are extremely low, like 0.1% of people that are here involved in the Olympics have tested positive. We're getting tested all the time. Um, I, you know, they're saying that people are furious. The, the J Japanese people have been extremely lovely, like over the top, so kind and so welcoming. And maybe that's just the way Japanese people are to uh, international travelers. But I've been to many Olympics and that it always, that isn't always the case, but here specifically has been very, very uh, positive experience for me so far. I do think um, that it's problematic to have the Olympics in these, you know, a city like Tokyo, I don't think is one that's going to be really affected by having an Olympics there. It's when they, you know, there's other cities and other places in the world where, you know, their city's not doing as well. Like, you know, when they had it in Rio, there, there were some plans to fix up the place, and I don't think it ever worked out the way they wanted. They had one in Sochi, Russia, that I've seen what's happened to the, the areas that they kind of turned into the Olympics, and that's not been great. But Tokyo, specifically, I don't think, you know, it's affecting them so greatly as, um, as other people. But, um, and I do... You know, not even that I'm just, def I'm not like defending it or anything, but I do think just the spirit of the Olympics overall is pretty positive. Um, although there is, a, there is an IOC and there is money, uh, lots and lots of money involved. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm right in the, the fucking spokes of that. I work for NBC. It's billions of dollar contracts that, you know, run this thing and the advertising and everything is very very money driven but at the end of the day uh you know the people that i'm working with do care about the athletes and uh you know the the competition and the spirit of it being um something that the world should enjoy watching and, and rooting and 
you know, as lame as it is, kind of coming together to do something that's not awful. So, um, I don't, you know, I don't know why these, I mean, I do know why, but, um, I guess their, their whole point is to not bring an Olympics to LA cause they're worried about what, you know, this greenwashing and, you know, some of these environmental problems and promises and all this stuff that, uh, you know, and you know, if they're from LA and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard other people say, well, LA is already ready to go. They have a, a bunch of sporting, they have places to have all the events. So like there wouldn't be as much of a, a problem there, but I don't know. Any thoughts about the Olympics guys? Uh, I, <clears throat> I, I thought maybe the, I just thought immediately of you when these guys came on and and I was like, did Matt book these people just to try to get over on Mike a little bit? But I, that, that might be a little bit too inside, too trolly. Like, that's maybe not exactly what's going on. But I, it definitely crossed my mind. Um, and I feel like there's always going to be people that are doing, pointing out what's wrong about something that's massive and it's making this much money and the fact that, cities are lined up for like so many years in advance for something like this that I can see why you don't just cancel something like that so easily and and you know without a crowds being there I feel like it's just the athletes so it's this whole different vibe there obviously in 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 Tokyo right so I don't know I I don't I'll never fully understand the harm that it does to cities that are like not up to the standards of holding these things. But like you say, Tokyo, LA, I feel like the infrastructure is in place for those sort of, uh, that, that Olympic village would just, you know, be able to be put right in there and nobody would, um, or it wouldn't be a huge undertaking for a big city like that. But, um, uh, I don't know. The, it was interesting though, that there was these, people that have this thing going and you can join it, it seems like very um i don't i just would say it would it would be hard to imagine this group getting enough momentum to stop that gigantic olympic machine that it is so as much as it's interesting that there these people come on and they are angry about things and they're pointing out things it's it almost just feels like good luck guys because that's going to be impossible to d take that down but uh i don't know i i wasn't exa exactly sure what all the problems were but i was interested to hear what you were going to say mike so hearing what you've said uh i'm just left with okay sure uh, i i don't have anything really more to say about it I, it just left me like oh so not everybody's happy with the Olympics. Okay. I'll try to be quick. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to, I don't want to fence it, but I probably will a little bit here. Um, there were some comments in the, in the YouTube chat while this was, the segment was going on. And some people are saying that this was like an irrelevant thing to advocate for. And I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to say that if you believe in something, uh, if, if you you believe in an effort uh, that you think is going to have a positive change, um, I think it's 
even if it's some people would think that's trivial, I think it's worth advocating for. Um, so if this is your thing, if no Olympics are your thing, and you think that this is the the right thing to do, and that you can change things for the positive for everybody, I think you you need to you need to keep going forward and kind of believing in yourself for it. And it reminds me of the things that I do because I like. You know, I'm an advocate for safe streets, for, you know, walking and cycling infrastructure. And people think that's very trivial. But again, it's it's like it's the lane that I choose. You know, it's what I'm passionate about and it's what I put my energy in. Um, so I don't think this is something irrelevant uh, to advocate for. I will say, though, I agree with what you've been saying, that places like Japan or Tokyo and Los Angeles have the infrastructure and it probably... The negative impacts are not going to be as great as, let's say, like the uh, FIFA World Cup in Brazil. I think there was some pretty bad um, reaction to it there, and, and they're still seeing the effects of that. Um, but again, you know, I, I, I do think that maybe there are cities that are, are better prepared for it. Um, so, kind of the, that's kind of uh, that's kind of where I said. I will say one last thing. There was a quote from uh, a pitcher, Sean Doolittle, who was pitching for the Washington Nationals. This is when the base baseball was coming back from uh, the shutdown of the pandemic. And his quote was, um, and anyway, they were forcing the players to like, kind of like get back. Like, they, players were uncomfortable going back. And this guy, Sean Doolittle, said, sports are a reward of a functioning society. And I think I, I love that quote. And I think that's something that can be applied here. I think, um, you know, a result of a functioning society are things like sports so something to think about um when we talk about the olympics world cup forcing people to uh to play amidst a pandemic yeah and i think the points they made like you know doug kind of jumped in and and tim with their kind of response and i actually completely agree with hey they should make like an international city or choose one city or um or have yeah and Vic said, oh, have cities do individual sports. That would be kind of very hard to do technolo- like technologically. Um, but I don't hate those ideas. And even me and people that I work with here in, in Tokyo, like coworkers of mine, we discuss this kind of stuff. And we all say, like, why don't you just pick a couple cities and just rotate those cities if they're up for it? I think every most cities are. Um, and, like, you know, London was all set, you know, like there, there was a couple of places where it's just like, okay, if you're going to build the infrastructure, use it more than once, you know, use it over and over again. You know what I mean? Just right. like, all right, like, you know, let's have this city have it for all of the 2020, you know, like three Olympics in a row or whatever. And, um, it's not the same as it used to be where it would be, okay, Salt Lake city is going to have the Olympics and it's going to, really drive tourism to Salt Lake City and it's going to show the world this beautiful place and um, like back then it really did help that kind of thing because you know we didn't have the internet we didn't have uh, ways to research travel destinations you know now everything's you know you can you don't need the Olympics to show off a city um, although when I'm here in Tokyo which I had never been here before um I'm just because of all the aerial shots and all of the different features and, and things that are, you know, being produced for the Olympics. I'm learning a hell of a lot more about Tokyo. I mean, that's just for damn sure. Um, and, you know, I don't think Tokyo was hurting for the 
tourism industry. I think it's a very popular global destination. Um, but yeah, I do agree that, you know, these cities that uh, compete and bid on the Olympics are maybe shooting themselves in the foot. And it's like, you know, you can't you can't really blame the Olympic Committee for that. I mean, I, I know they, they do have these rules and they do want it to be in different places, but I don't. Whereas these guys look at it as a totally like, you know, evil empire of people that are like trying to just make money and it's just this dirty, terrible thing. Like there's probably a percentage of that because there is a percentage of that in basically everything on Earth. Um, but this is one. And I do want to point out these are th this is no Olympics L.A. This isn't to stop the Olympics. Although they did immediately jump on Tokyo and say how much of a shit show it was and how it's fucking terrible and all this. And I was like, all right, well, look, you're right. Because you don't, if you live in LA and you don't want the Olympics in your town, that's totally fine. Um, but if you're just like Olympic haters and you're just like, you know, g going off on it and just, you know, I don't know, just being that sort of like. Uh, <laughs> you know kind of low budge reporter with your little you know it's just like I, I don't know just like this kind of grassroots journalist sort of like where is this information coming from like who you know who are you guys like what what, what is this um it seemed a little just kind of random or something um and, and like like joe said kind of like a little like man you're you really got a tough fight to go but you know who knows i mean if they feel strongly about it not being in la and i think a lot of people do agree with them um, and I do think there's points to be made about canceling this Olympics and waiting till we were all better. But I mean, honestly, it could be years before we're ever, you know, before we're in a comfortable place to do something like this. And the rest of the world, I mean, I was just in London before this and they had a full capacity stadium at the Euro Cup finals with 100,000 people not wearing masks. And, you know, I I'm like, I don't mind that. Tokyo and Japan was like, you know what? We're not doing that. We're, oh shit. Let's see. So, okay. So we had a little technical, little tech diffs uh, here. Um, okay. but we're going to move on from the Olympics chat. I, yes, obviously I found it very interesting because I'm here. Um, Real quick. Tucci. I just want to, yeah, you're working it, Mike. So I thought it doesn't apply to you. Joe, are you going to be watching the Olympics? Uh, no. Okay. Most likely not because I, I don't have cable of any. I'll probably watch some highlights or things uh, that get replayed over Twitter or whatever, but I'm not going to be watching. Yeah. Okay. What about you, too? Did you watch it all? I couldn't be less interested. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, I'm a basketball boy. They got basketball. I'm an NBA boy. They got the dream team up there, man. Yeah, they're the... not doing too well, are they? Yeah. I don't know. I, Maybe I, don't I should know. watch it just for that. No, I, I won't. I've just never been big on the Olympics. Olympics. Our, our family, my brother and I growing up, our family was a big Olympics uh, family. And I remember being young and being on, uh, if you want to hear a quick funny story, I'll, I'll tell this quick funny story. When I was a kid... We used to have the, we used to watch the Olympics, and um, I remember we would like be on vacation, and the Summer Olympics would be on, and we'd like just you know all be laying around and watching the Olympics. And as a boy, 
some of my first like sexual feelings as a young man, as a young like eight, nine, ten year old boy or something, were for were for a gymnast uh, named Shannon Miller. She was an American gymnast, and uh, just for whatever reason, I think you know she was probably a little bit older than me. You know, she was probably like. 16 and I was probably 12 or something but I was like just I just had like a little crush on her you know and uh and that was like one of the first human crushes I had as a, as a boy you know and uh fast forward many many years speaking of basketball in in uh I think I was in London in uh, 2012 and I was working the Olympics and my my boss gave me and a co-worker two tickets to the gold medal basketball game and we go to the game like you know it was like we, we were working later that night or whatever and we we go to the game and sitting down and who comes and sits right next to me shannon miller as an adult woman and uh she sat down next to me and i talked to her for a while and I even shared the information about how when I was a kid, you know, like I remember seeing her. I didn't, you know, I didn't tell her like she was my first boner or anything, but uh, it was a very thrilling and, and funny kind of uh, experience for me. And um, did you tell her that you were creaming your jeans over her? As I a didn't kid? say that. I didn't. But I did, you know, I did say, you know, I remember watching you when I was a kid and I'm being a fan and, you know, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But. She was. She looked. She looked good. I mean, she looked good. She got some work done. That's for sure. A lot of work done. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the Olympics. I have a lot of a lot of crazy, you know, memories. Like the Winter Olympics. I saw that. I was at that hockey game when there was all the the shootout with uh, against Russia and fucking Vladimir Putin was like in the eye. It was like you know. I've had some like pretty intensely interesting sports memories in my life from the Olympics. And, um, I don't know if I would watch it if I wasn't involved in it. I feel, I feel the same way about tennis. I work all these things where I'm like, would I watch this shit? I, I don't know. I don't know if I had the time, but the Olympics is one I'd like to, to think that I'd probably tune in a bit here or there. And I do like watching the weird sports. I, what's amazing for me is I have this like router in front of me that has every sport at a touch of a button that's going on live that I can just click and watch uh, whatever I want. So I'm watching fucking badminton, table tennis, all this weird stuff. And when you're watching the best ping pong players in the world, uh, you know, going at it, for me, that's pretty pretty fun. I mean, I, you know, you just don't, it's just not something you usually watch. And, um, you know, and like people really want to win. So it's, uh, you know, it's just a very competitive situation. I should just say that in the past I have watched and even last Olymp summer games, I remember sitting there for hours watching the, the people run the, the marathon and just being like, I was very impressed with the whole athletic uh, thing. And it, I think that was, that was the one in Rio. And uh, um, so I'll try to catch some of it maybe, you know, if I can, but and I, 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 I shouldn't say I'm not impressed with watching the games. I, I didn't want to come off that way, but I, I don't know if I'll have the time to be sitting there watching it. But, uh, yeah, I do recall always enjoying seeing the, the competition. And I, I 
get excited for the athletes when they're like winning these gold medals and it's it's always fun to watch so i will say that yeah skateboarding um if doug if you're listening skateboarding is a new sport at the olympics and they had the first really? like skateboard yeah skateboarding is you know how they did snowboarding at the winter olympics so yeah they did a few this so they decided to do skateboarding and you know tony hawk is like part of the nbc analysis crew and he's like talking about you know like explaining it and um uh, a japanese young japanese kid won gold today for the first like freestyle skate skate park thing or whatever and it was just like this one specific kind of trick they were doing and um you I'd know watch pretty, that. pretty fucking impressive um they would get like five tries at a trick and i think they had to get like three you'd like land three and you know joe you were a skater you know you know like when you're trying to do a trick down a thing how many fucking times you fail before you nail it like some of the like the the kid the american kid who was supposed to be really good just like couldn't land his fucking trick like just couldn't do it guys were bagging just bailing left and right it was and some of the people like the director of the show and some of the people were like that were watching were like man there's a lot of falls in this skateboarding i was just like skateboarding is hard as fuck like what the best even the best dudes like just to pull off like nasty tricks on like you know just on command is is hard like most skate videos you see are like they put them together from the moves that were landed and leave out the other 90 times they missed it what what Uh, are the skaters wearing are they wearing uniforms they're wearing like a kit yeah they're wearing like a cool sort of you know like their country sort of kit like baggy pants and vans and like a a u.s jersey kind of thing but it's kind of like a you know cool looking yeah of course you know a sloppy skater american look yeah yeah similar to the this the snowboarders when they kind of have like a you know that snowboard vibe like just u.s style or you know japanese style and the uh yeah, the, the boy who won, you know, he was interviewed after. It's a super interesting story. He's like, dude, four years ago when they announced they were going to have the Olympics, like, I was fucking 12, and I was, like, just skating in, like, the yard, or just, like, you know, just just a kid, like, skating, and, like, never thought, like, but it, within those four years, like, he got real fucking good, and he won the fucking gold medal. He's a young boy, and he was, like, you know, very emotional, and it was, like, the first gold medal for Japan. It was day one, and Anyway, moving on from the Olympics. Um, I will say I'm in, I'm into these uniforms though. They're they're not bad. There you go. So uh, yeah, you buy cool. one. Yeah, maybe I will. Uh, we found out here at the end that uh, Lizzie did not have her headphones on. I already mentioned that, but that that did make me laugh. I don't know what the fuck she would have been doing during all these <laughs> long interviews. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that Tim was like? So you just heard me going, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I re re listened to some of it um, after I knew that that had happened. And man, there were some really long stretches where none of the guys were talking. And it was just all either the. Yeah. 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 Wow. And she just sat there silent, like not knowing what the hell is going on. Yeah. Is that, I mean, real quick, is that on the. Do you think that's on the producers? Is it is it the producer's job to like get the guest set up? Like, here's your seat, here's the mic, here are the headphones. Let's do a test. Mm, throwing Matt under the bus. No, I love. I, I just want to know. I'm pretty sure that. they like left the headphones for her and like assumed she used them 
but I could see they were like the more the IFB style like head, you know headset thing and right. Um, I guess I don't I don't know the geography of that room if like you could see clearly, but yeah, she was interacting enough in the beginning that it just seemed like she obviously could hear. But no, I guess she never did that. Um, yeah, not not specifically Matt, but I guess like the production side in general. You'd think that someone would uh, would roll. I'm through. guessing that problem will never happen again. That'll be my answer right, to that. Um, I think they'll definitely remind. That'll be the Lizzie. You know, they'll laugh about that every time they have to remind a guest to put the headphones in because you won't be able to hear the drops or the. Um, but yeah, so after hours we had the superlative game. Um, this was sort of silly. Um, I think I agreed with most of the answers that they gave um i think i think i won nicest eyes in my uh my high school thing which is kind of weird to think about now i think i won something like something about being short or like short and cute there was like there was like a nice way of saying you were short i think and i remember like getting my picture taken with like another short girl and it's not like i was like the shortest guy but I got, there was something about being, like, little. So, yeah, that's my superlative uh, shit. Um, best dress, Doug. Best hair, Tim. Most athletic, Doug. Best dancer, Doug. Best laugh, Matt or Vic. Um, waterbed talk, which was funny. Matt telling his story of bringing a waterbed with him to college, <laughs> not knowing that it was going to be a creepy move. That's very funny. Um, I had a waterbed in high school. It was a hand-me-down from my sister. Joe, did you have a waterbed too, right? I had a waterbed, and it was uh, funny how Tim was saying he didn't want a waterbed, but got a waterbed. <laughs> and I had a waterbed too, brief like for a chunk of growing up in high school years, maybe. And I was thinking, like, man, I had such back pain from. Lying on that half full waterbed at times. I liked. Just... I liked the waterbed. I would love to get in one now and see what it would do to me. Like, see how it would work. I feel like it good. totally ruined me, and I never had good sleeps in it. But good, no, and, good and then it'd be cold too. What? No, they had a heater on it. What? Good you turn the heater good. off though in like the summertime because it. But then you'd wake up freezing. I had one in the high school age when, like, I, you know, I brought some girls into the waterbed, <laughs> like, and that was quite a an experience. Um, yeah, a lot of, I a lot of spicy it, yeah. revelations here from you. Yeah, a lot of a lot spice. Of, a, lot of, a lot of pants creaming going on. Uh, a lot of cream. Um, <laughs> Tim saw Mark Marin at Whole Foods, and then we had a really funny uh, conversation between Tim and Mark Marin. This made me laugh quite a bit. I would be shocked if you guys didn't laugh at it. <laughs> I, I loved it. It was yeah, highly, highly entertaining to, highly to me. Entertaining. Good choice of, of drops. Who knew that Doug had all those Marin drops? Well done. It's like, you know, just out of nowhere. Every time uh, Marin starts the show, he has like, he's like checking in with everyone in the world by saying, how's your toe? How's, you know, how's yeah, your elbow? Yeah. Like, this whole like run of a mill of down of all the silliest things you could ask somebody like how's it going and it's he like that, totally got it back? got all those good drops and it was like perfect you know 
Um, pun contest. Uh, the one, the first one, I really did not understand what the guy was saying at all. He, he seemed like a very strange guy who was on called into the wrong show. Maybe you know, it's like, ooh, what? And the other guy won with the Olympic, um, and uh, you know that wasn't even very good, but it was so much better than the guy that had a nonsensical one that uh, that he won. Um, Paul Paul McCarkey and uh steve albino i wrote down um drop concert we had a lot of penis we had some some tim allen drops in there some kodak stuff it was very hyper i think lizzie was jamming on the keyboard keyboard during that and um yeah that was i like this the show the sped up like of some sort of like rap rock or whatever that was. I, I don't, I didn't recognize the music, but it sounded extremely silly to me. And I, I, I enjoyed that part. I liked the good long drop concert. I always yeah. find it a nice, nice palate cleanser for sure. And I, I just wanted to say my favorite parts of the show were in after hours. There's nothing really standing out at the moment for me other than the Mark Marin thing, but I laughed more in the after hours than I did in the rest of the show. So, people, if it if it all is under the uh, people, the Patreons now only getting that. I mean, we're getting. It felt like that after hours was like long. It was like an hour long. Yeah, Maybe that was all just drop concert. Now when I now when I queue up the video and I see how long the whole thing is, I'm like, my home, two hours and fifty minutes. I gotta go through this whole thing. Shit. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I thought after hours was strong. I thought the show was good. The show had, you know, a couple long interviews and uh, that took up a lot of the time and it wasn't like huge laughs. It was kind of interesting. I was obviously very interested in both of the guests and um, got some laughs out of Lizzie. Um, any other thoughts or anything you're missing, Tucci? There's a the transition. Um song from the main show to the after hour show was really interesting and um i tried to shazam it no results i don't know um some some other people were bringing it up i think in the discord maybe uh would love to know what that is some people uh, kind of surmise that it was maybe a vic original or maybe hmm. just like a vic edit or something it's probably an edit um yeah so if anyone listening who knows what that is i would love to know the transition music uh from this the show um, Office Hours East we're just going to mention it really quickly because um, I have to get going but I thought it was funny it felt similar I still think some drops would be nice um, this is such a vibe to this show that you're, I think you're either going to dig it or you're not it's slow it's particular uh, it's not really super character driven or super aggressive but I thought they really got even better um I thought there was a fun new kind of two shot of uh, of John and Slice that they they kind of created and yakety yak gammon don't talk back gammon <laughs> this sort of silly and fun um, which was really just kind of breaking down people's screen names uh, we got uh, N K I L is uh, I forget what it means never. 
keep in laughter. N- not keeping not, in laughter. Not keeping in laughter instead of LOL. We had Tim call in and was just being nice about the show and saying that he liked it. And um, we got Tweak Week with Dave Willis from Aqua Tween, Aqua, ugh, Aqua Teen, Hunger Horse and Squidbillies. Tweak Week was uh, had potential. Maybe wasn't as strong as I it could have been, but it was fun. Slice Goes Off was pretty funny. Um, and overall, I enjoyed Office Hours East, and um, I'm glad they're doing some more of them. I think they're, they're having fun doing it. Um, Is It Gear, I think, was the highlight. Um, I definitely, like, even after I watched that, like I've just seen some things around where I'm like, oh, I want to send in a picture of this and ask if it's gear. Um, pretty good. Pretty funny. Um, Ops Hours East. Tooch, you enjoy? Yeah, I love it. I love it a lot. Um, I, I just, you know, it, it, it is, they bill it, you know, as like the, as the New York version, the loud version, all that. It, it is slower. It's quieter than the Office Hours <laughs> yeah. West, uh, which is funny. Uh, maybe that'll change. We talked about it before. Maybe that'll change. Maybe we'll get some drops going, some music, some some bits and segment or other segments. Um, but I, 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 since the first episode, I've been listening to a lot of Joe Firestone, um, and I think she's great. I'm really, she's. I think she's super funny. Uh, I love Slice. Cress got to hurt. So I, I like. I'm here for like Slice is enough to keep me around for, ever. I think Slice you watched Joe Para yet? Uh, a little bit, a little. Well, no, not not the show that she that Joe Fires. Dude, you have on. to just, just watch the Joe Para show, dude. She's okay. the, like the fucking. She's I like know his yeah. homegirl in it. It's, I know. If you like Joe Firestone, like she's really funny in that. It's very cute, and um, their relationship is adorable. And that show fucking rules, man. This I is know, so dude. good. I'll get I'll so, get to it. I just been listening dance, to her on podcast. Dance, Ron Thinnis. Dance, Ron Thinnis. Um, there, there was some funny shit in there. Um, <clears throat> so, real quickly, uh, the Poundcast. I think we all listened to that, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, little ones. Uh, we had a one-on-one little ones with uh, with Vic there, which is a fun new kind of uh, a three banger that those guys have. It was not a ton of. I think there was some rehashed things that they've talked about that I don't mind hearing about again, but like talking about their early jobs, that's stuff I think I've heard on maybe office hours or maybe the Poundcast even, but yeah, I don't mind. It's, it's always kind of fun to hear that kind of stuff. Um, and it was, you know, the show is super loose. I mean, it's like, they even said they were like talking about like, was that show a dud? Like, I don't even know. Like, was this like they, I remember when they, when they were like wrapping up the main show? It was just the, the energy was so low. Doug was just like, "All right, that's that's the end. Bye." And uh, you know, the, I, the, one of the bits they that Brent was kind of doing was you know, Doug made a joke, and you know, he's like, "Yeah, that was supposed to be funny," and like Brent was like, "Yeah, but very very funny, very funny, Doug." And they kind of went back to that a bunch during the episode, which is you know, kind of that's funny. To me um <clears throat> but yeah P- poundcast was um uh, you know i had some laughs it's a, it's an enjoyable listen for me most times there's there's nothing huge for me to note here um 
Any any major thoughts from the boys here? I'll go. Um, <laughs> they, they, you guys are. We gotta figure this out. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, we need to use the hand raise thing. I'm gonna start using the hand raise. People are gonna think that like there's just nothing to say, but I think it's just two people waiting for the other two polite guys. You know, I should just address somebody. Tucci, what'd you think of the pound cast? Yeah, that's what you gotta do as a host. Okay. Um, Okay, so a couple of things. Joe, you mentioned before how you get more like guttural like a uh, laughter from this show i i same way man i was like laughing out loud and i i don't i wasn't i don't find myself laughing out loud as much at, at the office hours as much as i love it but this like the the michael jackson drops are just killing me and they were banned from office hours they, they of course they're in, they're in poundcast and then they started the week into game night which i thought i thought it's really funny um i mean i'm not an mj guy but you know um enough to make me laugh uh they did mention that um that Doug mentioned that possibly Vic could be a permanent member, which Mike, you brought that up a few weeks ago that you could see that happening. It sounds like they're having the conversation, which would be great. Uh, in my opinion, um, Doug had a funny comment, more negative reinforcement in society. Thought that was really funny. Um, yeah. Uh, and they also mentioned, um, the movie, the wildlife 1984 Cameron Crowe, which I watched this week. Uh, because of the I, podcast. I had it on like a, I, I had the movie. Um, I watch a ton of 80, like those just sh- shitty 80s movies, you know. Um, and I I had it on, you know, and I just, they mentioned it, so I threw it on. Uh, I think on Thursday or Friday. And um, yeah, it's not very, not very good. Kind of a throwaway movie, but, uh, but yeah. And that's, you know. There's, there's a lot there's a lot to say about it. I could talk about the Poundcast for a while. It was a sleepy episode, but I loved it. Joe, yeah. any thoughts? Yeah, uh, I would just say that it's true. The They are very funny when they want to be. Uh, the Michael Jackson bit was, was cracking me up. I was having spit takes. I was, like, having drinking water and i just like was spitting out my water as i was like i was working so i I, you know it was uh just made a mess of that mask those um those drops with michael jackson really were cracking me up i'm for me right now michael jackson is touchy subject because at one point like michael jackson had all his vinyl and they're all just put away and i can't listen to them after the documentaries uh they're just it's too weird and too fucked up and so the laughing about it and making light of it is completely at this point funny to me and the the little ones and they were even though they were it's a little dark to be saying the little ones you know the little ones and like talking about (laughs) that is yeah it just points to like my sense of humor of just like yeah you can laugh about it but it's and it is will always be very hard now if like a michael jackson song is on like the radio like just the song bad like the lyrics of that song it's just like yeah you might as well say i'm bad and i'm a pedophile and i don't know it, it, everything is, sounds different your to butt me now is mine right your butt is your mine. butt is mine <laughs> sure um so the episode was sort of all over the place and they talked about a lot of different things and talking about their jobs and uh, Tim Allen 
stuff. Like, yeah. It, so yeah, a lot of real fun things. Yeah, so I, I, I so, like so loose. I I, I love the one on ones for that just complete lack of direction and like not care, like not caring at all, and just being like. I mean, Brent was literally taking naps. Um, yeah, I didn't um, see the video. Was he really? You like, did? I did no. not see just audio. I don't think he was lying, though, in, in, in After Hours or in After Dark when he was, like, just silent for a while. And they're like, I think he's actually... It was when they were um, listening to uh, the... Uh, forget the band. Donkey Lips. They're, they're, the Small P. In the city. Oh, man. All uh, that Donkey Lips talk was incredibly funny and yeah i i watched uh some of that and hey dude and all that and like so i had i felt like i was sitting there with them just listening to the guys chatting about growing up in in the 90s and so it, mm-hmm. it, it was good uh and i i do laugh i laughed more at that show than i did the main show of office hours this week and but it, these ah, shows are, are so these shows are so different, different at times That's different yeah and i do think vic is a great addition to the show and i hope he sticks around for more episodes for sure and uh not that he gets the, more of an he gets more of an equal platform i think on on the the pound cast not that you know what i mean like he, he's a little more i think just naturally timid on on office hours where it's like a little of Little, I mean, I mean, on game night, I mean, from what I've watched of game night, um, you know, he's 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 a little more maybe getting in and a little more comfortable, but uh, I feel like he's in a little bit of like don't speak unless spoken to kind of mode on office hours. Whereas Poundcast, he started off kind of quiet in the first couple episodes that he was on, but now he's just another guy who's who's talking, who's you know, you know, just another another host at this point. Um, and plus, he's got a couple drops in there, which is fun, and yeah. So I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, game night, quickly, quickly, literally seconds here. Um, I've only watched about forty five minutes of it, but uh, like I mentioned earlier, it was is was interesting and is interesting to watch Tim and Greg interact as themselves. I love game night vibes. I just haven't had time to get into it. I'll probably be throwing it on and just keeping it going, but. I don't even think game night really requires or needs to be broken down. I think it's just something to enjoy. It's a loose hangout with the guys. Um, sometimes there's really hilarious stuff. I'd imagine they get to some stuff, but it's kind of just so, um, so much of a, a hangout with the guys vibe that I don't think it's even worth really a critique other than just saying we love game night. Keep doing it. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, bringing in new people was fun. Greg Turkington and his wife—that was fun and different. The game they played, where they're guessing the artist based on the record covers of these weird unreleased vinyls or unsigned artists or whatever Vic or whatever uh, Greg brought in was was fun and um, sounds seems like a fun game that I would like to be involved in. And um, yeah. Game night. Yeah, I, uh, I would say game night. I agree. You shouldn't have to critique it. It's just a fun uh, additional Bonus thing fun. to listen to, and 
I haven't not listened to any or watched any of it, listened to any of it because it just it wasn't yeah, it happened something I could do. But yeah, I, I plan to like night. I plan to indulge in it at some, like the week going forward, and it, it'll be good when you you want it. I feel like there's been so much content lately that I just don't need it as much as it's coming at me. So uh, being yeah, able did you guys to ever just... watch the Joel Holes episode two? I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, didn't watch it, but I I listened to it. Uh, it's fun. Good. Yeah. Uh, I was like, it left me wanting more. More uh, hole. One more, more hole. More hole. I was yeah, it's funny. It. I mean, we're, yeah, it's funny that yeah that like, it's almost like it's Joel Hole's like game night with a focus, like a, a with like a theme. It's like it's kind because of, it's not. It's like real loose, like game night where they're just chatting. There's no characters there's no like um i guess game night still has zoomers but it's almost fun joel hole and that style episode where you just have the three boys and they don't have zooms to worry about and they're just being recorded and doing their own thing it definitely brings out a different energy and uh it's fun to, to mix it up and i like that and i so yeah all the content guys really really good they're, they're nailing it matt's putting together quite the fucking feast of content for the guys and i'm glad they're all enjoying it and um we're enjoying it and that's what we want to say so no grades today we're just gonna say that we enjoyed the we enjoy all the stuff and um you know i kind of want to take from even their own critiques about critiques uh, that um, you know. I, I, I do want to say one thing about that sure and I don't want to be negative either I just want to say you have a butt to wh- add. when when it's pointed out that that we should never have any bad reviews about anything it should only be positive and then immediately turn around and then critique things right on the show it it just speaks to no self-awareness but that's fine we know Tim has no self-awareness but and I think that's funny. I don't know if it's purposely that way, but yeah. I just, well, listen, I, 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 just his, I, I have his no point. problem being positive. Uh, you know, yeah. if everyone wants a nice, easy, positive time and not ever giving you no, any I'm critique not, of I'm any not, kind. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if something really bothers us, I think it's worthwhile to critique. But I think in the, you know, and, I, and, and sometimes that's true. I mean, sometimes we watch these and I'm like, listen, that just wasn't very good. And it was a miss. And like, if I had more time today, we could have broke down maybe some of the zoomers and you could hit him up and say, oh, that guy was a shitty call or whatnot. But just just because there was so much content today, I thought it would be easier just to kind of rip through, talk about the highlights and, and kind of to move on and, and maybe bring up other discussions. But I am not saying by any means to to uh, filter yourself, because I think Tim's point is that what's the point of reviewing it's like, you know, uh, Space Jam or the new John Mayer record. It's just like, who the fuck cares? Like, it's just like, it's nothing so deep that it needs like a close. It, we don't. Nobody needs the opinion on that. Whereas this, what we're talking about, is something that we already really love, and you know, it's almost like, I don't know. I, I think that just makes it kind of different like if somebody was reviewing space jam and they love 
Space Jam so much, and they just love Space Jam. But then they go through the movie, and they're like, well, I love Space Jam so much, so, like, this part, like, kind of didn't really work for me because they could have done it better because I just know the, the capabilities of Space Jam because it's so fucking good. Like, that's a different sort of thing than just coming on and being like, doing a review of office hours and being like office hours kind of kind of shit you know what i mean like it doesn't really make me laugh they're all over the place like we're not doing that we we're, we're getting deep and I, i'm definitely not gonna say that uh you know we have to you know uh, you know filter ourselves or censor ourselves or our thoughts or anything but i do also i have i have been more aware of that just kind of general positive energy and just kind of shit in the world and um you know uh i think i want to just take the if you you don't have anything nice to say don't say it kind of approach sometimes you know what i mean like just like there's no reason to say i don't you know this sucks or something if 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 you don't if you're not into it so that's yeah kind of i, I feel like i was good about that uh this week <laughs> and um <laughs> So I'll Josh, just. Not, I know you. I know you think that I'm talking directly to you, but I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to Tooch. Yeah, not, I know. And I'm not, not pointing. I, I'm at talking you. to the world of people that like the show. I don't want to be the hater of the sh- of this office hours world. If even if Tim was refer- referencing us in some possibility, I don't, so. I, don't so. I don't think so either. But if that is the case, I would just say it's really hard to not have your opinions about things when you're an opinionated person. And Tim would have to be the one of the first people that would have to admit that. So, you know, um, that's, sure. uh, you and, know, and, he, I, and he'll I, give I, you, and he'll give you a review of a Bob Dylan record and a Beatles record. You know what I mean? He'll tell you why, because he loves those things and he feels comfortable saying what he very, you know specifically why he likes or doesn't like certain things and i think that's what we're doing here so i think it's all good tucci you had your hand raised pal yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, just you said it at the top of the show we this pot this show this show this podcast we like having fun goes without saying it's a celebration of the office office hours podcast universe so um just know that first like you know this wouldn't exist if we weren't you know, in love with with all of the all of the work and, and the, the, the just the, the art that they produce. So that's just you know, I think that should be said. Even hundred percent agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. This th- me saying that was just a little bit of like kiss assiness back to the guys that I feel like is necessary once in a while, just a reminder because I know that. I mean, I don't know exactly who listens to the show, but I know some of the guys on the show listen to our show sometimes. And I just want to reiterate every once in a while because sometimes you go long periods and where you don't say that kind of thing and you're just giving ratings and, you know, being really, uh, you know, critiquing. So I thought it was, you know, only because they brought it up on the show. I thought it was uh, yeah. you know, worthwhile to mention just to be like, hey, guys, just so you know, just a reminder, we're here for you. And the, even what we're doing, hopefully it's bringing, you know, new involvement and interest into into office hours and it's a place that people can go listen to additional content um even though the guys have so much i don't i can't even imagine who's going out of their way to listen to this after they have to listen to the other eight hours of things to even understand this so 
but you know, people have time on their hands. Maybe, maybe they are. Maybe people listen to this. I know people that listen to the show that don't even listen to office hours. You can go. believe that. Maybe this is what, maybe that's what you do. You don't, I don't have eight hours. I have an hour and a half. Yeah. Listen to this. So just choose. We up. like having fun. Okay. Cause we'll give you the recap. We'll tell you what's good. You can go back and watch the clips based on our critiques. We'll give you the, you know, maybe that's what we'll start doing. We'll start doing our own edits of office hours. Just that's the, to do. Yeah. Just our the... favorite bits. And then you can watch a condensed version. Uh, I thought about that actually. 40 minute version of office hours with all the crap out of there. You know? <laughs> So much crap. All those crappy Zoom calls. and Get them out of here. Get them out of here. But that'll do it for me. I got to go to bed. I got I got a 4 a.m. fucking call tomorrow, if you can believe that. It's 1036, so I'm fucking... This sucks. But it's all for the... the what's uh, that? How, long, how, long, how, long, how many more weeks do you got here? I, this is day one of the Olympics for me. Right. How long does it go? So six weeks? There's 16 more days of Olympics. Oh. And then I go home the day after the final day but on thursday i'll be free and i can jump on the train and go into tokyo and go out for sushi and, and do the stuff that i that i want to do and uh, i'm excited about that wow i'm excited um and uh yeah I'll, I'll give you guys a report on my next week when we do the show i'll have gone to fucking tokyo finally because i'm here but i'm just in a hotel and at work so it's kind of shitty but it's nice to talk to you guys and it's nice to do the show again and um these all these episodes and stuff have been making the, these boring days in my hotel go by pretty quickly so uh thanks for that guys and uh, we'll see you all next week from we like having fun good day everybody have a great week bye bye bye